Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. As always, I'm joined by my boy, Alex, here, who is always ready to bring me down when I am way too optimistic about my Jets, and this is the perfect time for that, because Alex, it's the first day of training camp, everyone's oh and no, everyone's team's going to the Super Bowl, everything's all peachy, <laughs> everybody's excited, everyone's running the division, everything's great, every defensive lineman is ready to kill the quarterback, every offensive lineman's ready to do everything they need, and this is where we are. So everything's good, man, with the Jets' life. But the first question is, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, How's my God. We're ready to win the Super Bowl today? Is that it? The New York Jets are going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> As the Bengals, bro. As Bengals fans, how they're feeling. They'll be like, oh, Joe Burrow, we're going to the Super Bowl. Like, any anyone you ask right now is, is – That's the Giants fans right now, how they're feeling. Giants fans uh, think they're going to Super Bowl. Everyone thinks they're going to Super Bowl right now. So well, Giants fans, Giants fans always believe they're going to the Super Bowl. You know, uh, we was here on the last episode and could agree with us that Giants fans just have this bravado that, uh, you know, just like that they're all good. They're on top of the world every single time, but I'm good, man. Chilling. It's about to rain here in Boston. You know what it is, man. Just here, ready to talk to New York Jets. Training camp started. We, we got to see the, the leader of men today. <laughs> looking slim looking slim out there he looks good bro like honestly he's probably the <laughs> most infant actually not nah. nah, actually, actually no 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 because i know you don't like this guy whatsoever i know you don't like sean mcveigh he robert Sawa is the is <laughs> by far the best looking coach best in oh, shape coach that we got definitely All right if that man had a beard we're getting him on this podcast <laughs> don't even don't even start with cliff kingsbury nonsense Cliff Kingsbury is not in any conversation. That is just <laughs> that is a clone of. He doesn't necessarily look like Sean McVay, but the Cardinals were like, "Hey, they have a thirty-year-old head coach. We do too. That works, right?" They former, literally just former for that. Jets backup quarterback. Yeah, no, they just. I, they, at, I used to be at those games, bro. I still have. I still have those programs actually with Cliff Kingsbury chilling in the in the depth good chart. God. <laughs> I thought you were about to say you have a Cliff Kingsbury jersey. I was like, dude, oh what's going dude. on here? No, no, no. Come on, come on. But uh, no, I was really about to say, what is it? What's going on over here? <laughs> speaking of speaking of jerseys, we we have a a minor uh change to the helmet. We got a little we got a little neon New York Jets. Did you know, see new that? sticker on the back. 
Um, like the it. rumor is Makai Becton came out. He said that we have some throwbacks coming out soon. Ooh. So that's exciting. You know what that means? The New York Titans are coming out. That's what, that's what I'm thinking because they skipped it last year or for the last couple of years. So they I, skipped I, it. From, we haven't seen it since the Rex Ryan era. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess the Titans are coming back. Hopefully they're a little uh, a little modified. So that would be cool. I'm definitely excited to see new helmet the new helmets on yeah. on that. So that that's just a little uh, cool tidbit as we're sitting here. Literally, we're recording first day of training camp, and as always, tradition, Alex, with our you know. Jet draft picks, especially first round quarterbacks. We started this new tradition where we draft them in the top and then we just don't sign them. You know, let's not sign them. Let's not bring them into training camp. And here we are, man. First day. If you remember last time we had Sam Darnold who had some trouble, who quote unquote trouble, uh, signing with the Jets. And then we had that Jamal, Jamal Adams screaming, Sam, Sam. And he became like the fan favorite, right? Cause he was like, he was basically us. On the sideline, yep. signing autographs. That was fun. But here we are, man. Zach Wilson, not reporting for training camp. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson's at training camp. Aaron Rodgers at training camp. Which oh, like really- <laughs> man. You're really hitting this low right now, man. They, we got Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson at training camp, but Zach Wilson isn't. There's another quarterback, too, who's not at training camp. Is is Trevor Lawrence? I don't think Trevor Lawrence is at training camp either, is he? I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm not sure. I think he is because I think, honestly, Zach Wilson might be the only first-rounder not signed. And the reason is offset language, which basically means the guaranteed is already there, but there's offset language there that basically the Jets have been trying to play hardball with. The teams like the Jaguars never include offset language. The Jets like to. My prediction is this is all about nothing, just some semantics, and Zach Wilson will be there. By the time this podcast comes out, and which would also coincidentally be the first time the Jets are actually on the practice field, I cannot imagine they're going to send James Morgan out there day one on the practice field. I just, I just literally cannot imagine it because Alex, the vibes are so good today, man. You mentioned Salah looking good, but dude, like the the even the vibes from the media, like everybody just like everybody it feels like a whole new world right now with the new head coaching staff, the new quarterback, the new off- offensive playmakers, defensive playmakers at all levels, CJ Mosley coming back which we'll get into in a little bit. So what do you think about the Zach Wilson situation? And do you think it's going to be resolved soon as I do or am I being, you know, typical optimi- optimistic John and just like I I I I cannot imagine this lingering on. I think like so, as we saw, like a uh, friend of the podcast, DJ Bienemy, said uh, earlier today on Twitter, he believes that Zach Wilson will be there tomorrow. I think he will be there as well. I think Zach Wilson. I think he understands that uh, he has to show up. He has to be there. And I don't think this language, which rarely is ever invoked for a first round quarterback, there's not. It's not going to happen. It's just. I think it's even with, and I, I'm sure you can relate with this too. When you went to law school and when I went to law school and then you start renting your first apartment, you go start reading through the contract and you're trying to figure out and you start doing all the detailed shit and trying to pinpoint everything. I did that with the first lease. You know, I signed going to law school. <laughs> you're like, when I was going to law school, it's like, oh, you're trying to pinpoint everything. It's like, look, we're never going to invoke this clause. So don't even stress about it. It's just there for like boilerplate language. And that's essentially what this is. I think they're going to get through it and get it over with. This is not one that I'm too worried about. This is not like a Marcus May situation. This isn't like a contract dispute. I think 
I think we'll get Zach Wilson in there tomorrow. If not tomorrow, it'll be the next day. But yo, we as of right now, it's not this is not uncommon with uh with quarterbacks with the Jets. I mean, it's Darnold as you talked about. It's now Zach Wilson. And I don't want to bring up this guy, but we also had contract disputes with uh Fitzmagic when he was on the team too. But granted, it's it different. It was different. We didn't have that with McCown. We didn't have that with uh with Sanchez either. It's my recollect recollection. And we didn't really have that with Geno Smith either, but those last three guys within the last couple of years, you know, we've had some type of quarterback issue before uh, training camp starts. And then somehow everything just comes together and they're ready to show up. So I'm not too worried about Zach Wilson. I think he'll be there at uh, either tomorrow, if not tomorrow, the next day, but we should be confident that he's coming back because as you pointed out, this is just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's not a quarterback thing. It's more of like the rookie contracts are set in stone. There's just some offset language. So I think it's a little bit of, a little bit of hardball. The agent, you know, is already maybe looking ahead to the second contract. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some negotiations there, but either way, Jets got to clean it up. We need Zach Wilson in there. We all know it. And I, I'm just a little bit tiny, tiny bit annoyed that this is how the headlines are starting. You know what I mean? Just, just, just a little annoyed about it. Uh, but it does, that's not going to deter me from my Zach Wilson. Rookie of the year bet because every single rookie of the year is always a quarterback and there's only two quarterbacks starting and one is your boy. You just mentioned Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars. So I I think it's, I think it's a pretty good pick because I think the Jets are going to have a way better record than the Jaguars, but that's neither here nor there. Let's stick with what we have right now. The kind of mood around the Jets facility to start out. Coach Salah really had a good. I don't want to say eulogy, but he had, he had, he had, he had a really good word about, uh, Coach Nat, who passed tragically with the bicycle accident. He had a long tenure in the NFL. Uh, that was really cool. I'm happy that he started it off with that. Um, you know, condolences to the family. It's just, it's just really Absolutely. cool that, you know, they, it's not that they addressed it like a whatever, but it's like still on their minds and it's, um, I think going to be motivating. Uh, for the whole team. And it's really cool that he had such an impact on the whole facility and the team, like literally before training camp even started. Uh, kind of cool. By the way, just so, uh, as I agree, we should, you know, condolences to the Nap family. Uh, terrible loss, terrible accident. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers are with them. Uh, the, the quarterback, I just want to touch on the quarterback, the other quarterback that's not signed. It's Trey Lance. That makes more sense to me. But yeah, I think, I think that Zach Wilson is, is going to be a, a, a good rookie of the year pick because I don't really see Trey Lance getting those starting playing time as soon as he starts. It's really just him and Trevor Lawrence. So it should be interesting. Um, the, but the vibes are other than that with, uh, Zach Wilson, we got Coach Nat. The other vibes are honestly pretty positive coming from our defense, which, I think, you know, our growing up Jets fan life, that, that's more common. But most recently, our defense, man, we have, it has not been, uh, something we like to talk about much. Uh, but we had, we had, I mean, we have two stars. We have two legit stars that are anchoring our defense in Carl Lawson and CJ Mosley, our linebacker. I'm not throwing Quinter Williams under the bus. I'm not throwing Marcus May under the bus. 
They're in a little bit of two different situations, right? Q will, this could be his big year coming up. Marcus May feels like this, he's kind of on his way out. He, like last year, he was like featured on these days. Today, he's mm-hmm. not even coming out. So this, what do you think about, you know, the, the vibe on defense, man? Like what, did you uh, catch those interviews with them? I, 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 I love Carl Lawson. Shout out to him rocking the Gotham City crew. I mean, like the, the, these players love this team and it's, it's finally nice to see. What I'm getting from everyone right now is that everyone's in a good headspace. I think they trust the, the guy who's the head coach on like last season. Like you just had that, you just had that feeling, you know, Greg Williams, Adam Gase, you know, I hate bringing these guys up, but you could just tell that players were on pins and needles. There was just a sense of on edge. Like when you saw them on in front of the camera, even answering questions, it was, it didn't seem heartfelt. It didn't seem, it didn't seem organic. Now it seems more organic. Like people are able to be who they are. They can, you know, speak freely. They, they have that. They have the confidence because they have the head coach and the coaching staff that's empowering them to just be who they are and know that they're going to try to get the best out of them. And they're trying to move this team in the right direction. So that's what I get from everyone seeing everyone on, on the podium today. It's, it's, I guess, refreshing because we didn't have that for the last two seasons. Um, we got a lot of talk. <laughs> and, and, and that's even like to be, you know, Gates didn't really give us much, but he did give us something to talk about. Uh, we got a lot of talk and no action. Now it's just more of, you know, it's not even like a lot of talk. It's just what we're getting from this team is just we're, we're seeing who each person is, who each, who their own character is and nothing really just hyping the team up. They're just saying, you know, what they want to do, what they want to accomplish. There's no promises. There, there's nothing of real that nature, like these over promises. So I think they're earning Jets fans trust and saying, just showing that, you know, we're not, it's not like even Rex Ryan, where Rex Ryan would came out to the field and said, Hey, you know, we're going to bring a Super Bowl here. We're going to bring a Super Bowl cha- championship back to New York and, you know, didn't deliver on that promise. And we've had guys just come in here giving us promises and they can't deliver, right? You, you have Todd Bowles promising to correct the ship. You have, Adam Gase promising to get the quarterback right. You have all these guys coming in here and giving their their rah-rah, get to the media, get to the fan base. But yet you get Robert Salah, and he's not saying what he – like he's not telling you that he's going to win a championship. He's not telling you he's going to correct the ship. He's not going to tell you he's going to get the quarterback right. He's telling you his plan is to develop these guys, empower these guys, and have a good football team. That is his plan, which is – Honestly, a general vague plan that most coaches have, and I can live with that. I don't need someone who's going to tell me what they're going to do. So I like that aspect. I think those guys feel comfortable where, you know, they know that they're in the largest media market. So they're not getting that extra pressure of this promise. They just got to go out there, perform, do the best they get, they can do. And then you get the most, and then hopefully you get the most out of these guys. Right. So that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm really getting from, uh, the, the media days for, uh, well, really for de- for today, uh, from the New York Jets. How about you? Yeah, dude, I think you actually hit, like, you hit it on point. It's just a different vibe with Case gone. Like, I keep forgetting about it, but every time you mention it, you know, that like the staff is different, the vibes are different. I just remember the guy with the hat low that I was trying to defend. My brother will never let me live it down. Adam Gase <laughs> and Alfred Payton. My brother will never let me live those, those down. I was defending both of those hires, unfortunately. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man and I can admit when I'm wrong, Alex. <laughs> and, uh, it took me four weeks for me to get off the Adam Gase train, but you know, I got there eventually. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Look, man, we're all wrong. We all make our, we all make our <laughs> stuff. You got Adam Gase. I got coach Mike Budenholzer. So it, it's all good. It's all good. We, we all make our mistakes. You know, as long as we own up to it and try to keep moving it forward, that's all we can do. Got to hold each other accountable. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And I guess just to prep ourselves, our fans up, you know, Honestly, some of the best fans in the league. I know we, I know we have a terrible reputation, especially on Jets Twitter. I mean, Jets Facebook is definitely uh, a bit of a toxic uh, environment, as we all know. Sometimes, um, sometimes we get a bad rap at MetLife Stadium because sometimes there's a lot of away teams. But it looks like we're, you know, changing that. It looks like we're going to do away with the away. Uh, zone in MetLife. Thank God. It looks like Woody Johnson is, is, is kind of pulling a page out of Steve Cohen's book, the owner of the Mets. He definitely is. <laughs> yeah. he, he really is trying to get the, t- I think he's trying to get the fan base hype because while he was away, it's just been everything but good. Uh, I don't even want to say bad because it's been worse. Like there's bad and it's just horrific. <laughs> <laughs> And we really just been, it's been horrific. You know, you thought we had, we thought we had it right with Sam Darnold. It wasn't. And then you thought, you know, maybe you give Adam Gase a second ch- chance. Didn't work out. So I think he's just trying to generate some life back into the fan base, but, but sorry to interrupt, but no, you didn't that, interrupt. That's, that's what you're definitely, uh, that's what I'm getting. And it's just like, it's cool. I never thought I'd say happy to have Woody Johnson back, but. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, if Steve Cohn could bring back the the black Mets jerseys, who knows what Woody Johnson can do with bringing back a, a you know a, a Jet logo, right? Back to the Jets. What a novel concept, Ooh. dude! If, uh, if if we can get the plane, like not the not the thin streamlined jet, like the actual plane, yes, yo, I will be so hyped for that logo. Please, please, Woody Johnson. The Titans are cool. I'll never buy a Titans jersey just because I don't like the colors. Uh, very cute that, uh, very cute. What you're looking at me like it's like I'm crazy for saying I don't want that. No, I don't really like no. the Titans colors. No, actually, I, I, like I'm here. Here's the thing, and like you kind of are transitioning to my next question is for the last couple years, man, especially since the new jerseys came out, I have literally, I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry, I'll whisper it, but I have no interest in these new jerseys. I have like, and it's not because I'm older. It's not because I don't want football jerseys. Like, I don't generally want football jerseys, but I'll buy it so I can wear it to the morning, you know, just to the games. For sure. I have no interest in these new jerseys. And um, I've just been thinking, just a little bit, ever since Beckton mentioned it, I've been thinking, like, if they just have a little bit of a tweak on the Titans jerseys, like, a li- like if, if the yellow's not so yellow, you know what I mean? If the, if the blue's like a right navy blue, if it's not too shiny. Yeah. I, I think I might do it, man. I think... I really think I might do it, and I want to know from you, man. If you had to pick a player on offense really doing, and defense, you really want, doing this? You already know the answer, bro. Come on, I know it's Elijah Moore. I know it's there Elijah you go. Moore. That's why. <laughs> that's literally why I added defense because I want. <laughs> so give me a give me a guy on defense at least that you would go to if you were forced to buy a jersey. If I was going defense. It would probably be. Ooh, that's a really good one. That's a really really good one. I'd probably have to say. Damn, it's either Q Will, mm. either Q Will or CJ Mosley. Probably one of okay. those two guys. Okay. Uh, the front seven's fine. Let me tell you, if we had, like, if, if there was a cornerback that I really like, a cornerback numero uno, like, 
I, I just yeah. don't think one day. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think Bryce Hall is going to be that guy. I'm going to be, yeah, I got a Bryce Hall jersey. You know, it's not like Revis or Cromartie. Um, like, I still have my San Antonio Holmes jersey. And speaking about jerseys, though, speaking about jerseys. So I was out in town, just a little sidetrack. I was out in town. Me and the fiance, we were going downtown. We, uh, we, uh, what was it? We were passing by, um, what is it? Uh, we were downtown. Like, we we're on Boylston Street, right by the whole, like, main area off of back, by Back Bay Station. By Copley. That, that's what it is. We're by Copley. And they had all these like fair like stuff going on. And there's this new shop actually in the neighborhood that I live in, uh, JP. Uh, it's called DVSTY. I think it stands for diversity. I think it's just short for diversity, but it's like this new urban clothing wear store, but they sell jerseys. Like they're, okay, they were selling, okay. they were selling jerseys. So okay. I go there. Oh, we were talking about this before. So I was there and. I saw the Sonic. I saw the Sonics jersey. I saw the Ray Allen. I saw this oh, yeah, pretty well jersey. If you were, if you were, if you, were, uh, if you know what, uh, if you know what he's referring to, it's the uh, the Knicks podcast we had with Corey on the NBA Draft Pod, where where Corey was wearing some uh, some Supersonics. Seattle Supersonics that we went into a little bit of a tangent. Uh, but this is this is the story you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, saw the Ray Allen, uh, Seattle Supersonic jersey. Saw the Spreewell jersey. Actually, they had a David Lee jersey for a kid. I would have gotten a David Lee jersey because that was a legit retro orange, blue, and black, uh, jersey, but it was obviously too small. But guess what they had on the cheap, cheap, real discount on that same rack? Your boy, Jamal Adams. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, they we had to talk about it right now, too. No, I, I was just going to say, speaking of jerseys, and it was funny. It was like on the cheap, cheap, too. It was like we have this Jamal Adams white Jets jersey, the new one, too, the new white Jets oh. jersey, the spotlight white. And it was really funny. It was going for like 35 bucks. No one wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> they just sell for 33 bucks. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's a good one. That's tough, man. That's tough that it's in the in the sales section. I get it, obviously. But speaking of, dude, I'm so happy that we got off that. I mean, I, I know we were singing praises from day one about that trade, and everyone's freaking out at us. But we were so completely 100% right with Jamal Adams trying to be the highest paid. Can't come to an agreement with the Seattle Seahawks, not Supersonics, or Kraken. Shout out to their new hockey team expansion. Seattle's on the move up. <laughs> um... How do you feel about that, man? How do you feel about Jamal Adams? If you're Seattle, are you paying, making him the highest paid safety? Like, I'm just curious. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. if you're, I mean, absolutely. And you just traded two first round picks, dude. It's nuts. Here's my thing. You know, and I'll say that, like, I was upset. I tweeted that I hated, I hated the trade because I wanted Jamal Adams here. I didn't like how everything went down. Uh, I'm going to be honest to that. Like, I did not like all that went down. And then as it progressed, I got, I was like, the, the I always said I was unhappy with how things went. But I was happy with the trade package. Mm-hmm. See, if you're Seattle, you have to give him that money. I feel like you just you just gave up two first round. You just gave him so much. You just gave and like, a late and a late fourth. That's what we trade for Elijah Vera Tucker. Like, but that's what, what I'm sa- like. But that's what I'm saying is that you spent all it's this crazy. draft capital. Now you now you got to pay him, and you're just <laughs> gonna let him walk. That'd be like the dumbest move possible. That's that, what's going this on. Is, Leo Williams and the Giants, dude. This is this is what I'm this is this is this is what I'm trying to say is that. When you spend so much in draft capital, you're then obligated to actually spend money on the player you traded for. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You're making that, you're making that move because you believe that player is the last, the last 
absolute piece that you need to be a championship contender. That's how they made that move for Jamal Adams because they believed that that was the last piece that they needed on defense to be that championship contender. Where honestly, they should just revamp the entire offensive line to give Russell Wilson some protection. And that's why he had his whole dispute. There were trade rumors for him this offseason. Still, I still think he's going to get moved. Not necessarily this season, but I still think he's not happy because they haven't really shown that they're dedicated to rebuilding the offensive line. And I don't remember their draft, but still, they haven't shown any true movement to giving him that protection. But if you make that move for Jamal Adams, you got to get, you got to get, you got to pay him. You just have to pay him. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you don't, you'll look stupid for even wasting all that money thinking they could just go cash in for a championship last season, but you can't just let him walk away. That's insanity. So I'm happy the Jets got off of that train. And, you know, I feel, I still, I still believe he's one of the best safeties in the league. Granted, how he left out of here, trashy. He wasn't right going to the beat reporter that shall not be named for the former, for the daily news. We shall not mention him. It's the best, it's the best, dude, the best case scenario. I, like, I just needed those two worlds to collide in order for them to both just explode and for the Jets to be good. Like, oh, what a, I'm so happy. Like, at the time, I was so mad at that article that you just mentioned. I was livid at that article that you're talking about with the, with the writer who should not be named and our former safety. And at this point, looking back on it, what a day. Day of reconciliation for the New York Jets, dude. We, 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 finally the media is good. Finally we have our draft picks that's gonna solidify our whole team. Like, and we don't have to pay him. Our salary cap is fine. Like, what a day. Seriously. And we got, and we got a really good beat reporter out of this too. <laughs> like, we got we got real, D, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not just we got a really good DJ. beat reporter out of this too. So, and he put you people, know. I, I promise you, I promise you, people like DJ put guys like Rich Samini, even though he's tenured, he, they put him on notice. Like, yo, times are changing a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Some, and the, dude, it, it really does. Like, and, and, and Rich can't, like, there was some dumb questions today already, like with the chicken. Did you see that with Carl Lawson? Oh, God. So basically, um, Carl Lawson was just like praising the defensive line. He was like, basically, he's like, we're going to get the chick. It's like, it's like, we're all have one goal is to catch the chicken, meaning the quarterback. And then I forgot. I think it was Rich, but I'm not exactly sure. But one of the one of the media members was like, "Oh, so have you ever done that before?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I've been on some good defensive lines. That's how I know." He's like, "No, have you ever caught chicken?" Like, all right. Like, I, I think I think we're gonna see less of that and more of like real, uh, like real stuff, even more personable stuff. Speaking of your, you know, our boy DJ, you know, he was starting to get into Carl Lawson, his uh, Dragon Ball Z. Or anime, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like, it's cool, man. Like, I'm, it, we're finally starting to like get to know these guys and players like Carl Lawson are hyping me up, dude. And you're gonna ask me who like I, I didn't get into it, but for defensive jerseys, I'm getting Carl Lawson, man. Yeah, I was thinking about him too, but you know, I like to wait for guys who have been here a little bit longer. But Carl Lawson's a really good jersey. Thank you for bringing us back on track to talk about jerseys. But yeah, Carl Lawson is a. Uh, like he's a really good option. I'm I'm psyched for for him having him on the team. I think he's going to be really good this season. He's going to give us that edge pressure that we didn't have. But I usually like to wait for a little longer. I don't like going all in on like a one year guy. You know, I almost got a Brandon Marshall jersey, and I'm lucky I didn't because once again, I like you know I got a San Antonio home jersey. Granted, he was there for three years, uh, and he, we had really one really good season. I got him. 
I got his jersey for the second season when we went eight and eight. But eh, that's why I like to wait. I like to wait. I you know I, I was thinking about getting a jersey too. I was thinking about getting Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold. Good thing I didn't get either. I got an old school Jamal Adams, like the like the you know the old mm-hmm. like green green jerseys. That was the last uh, one I have. I honestly my plan was that once we re-signed Sam Darnold, I was gonna buy the fourteen and that jersey. Like I love that old jersey, uh, even though it has the old logo on it. Um, but since that's done, I'm not going to be too opposed to buying a Zach Wilson. Again, it has to be the Titans jersey. I, I, I physically cannot. Or maybe like a hoodie. You know what I mean? Just something. But we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I have this weird optimism this year. I am completely with Nate Burleson with this 10-win season. If you go to FanDuel... Over nine and a half is like plus six fifty for the Jets too. Like you could and playoffs is up there, really great odds. There's some good stuff there, man. And I, I I do have some optimism, but on the other side of that, and we have to, you know, we're here to give both sides of the tail. Vegas is also pretty bullish on the Jets, as you know, FanDuel has the Jets at plus one thousand to be the team with the worst record in the NFL. Only. In front of them is the Texans and the Lions, and behind them is the Bengals and the Jaguars and the Eagles. It's kind of tough. So I'm just curious as to what, what you – that means we're on the whole spectrum. That means no matter what happens, they're going to say same old Jets, and if we do well, they're going to say we told you so. So I'm just curious as to where you are falling on the spectrum uh, before the season actually uh, goes off. Or we're sitting here, you know, first day of training camp. It's very interesting. I mean, plus one thousand. I don't think the Jets are gonna be that bad, dude. I honestly don't think the Jets. Oh, are that's be that insane, bad. dude. That's insane. Honestly, it's a it's like, an absolute tragedy that they had the Jaguars in front of them. It's an and I don't even know the word for the fact that the Denver Broncos are plus twenty four hundred. Like, almost, like time and a half. Like on on the Jets to be the worst record, where their quarterback is Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Somebody like what's happening there? I think Denver's going to be a lot worse than uh, New York. I think the Jaguars, I agree with you. I think Jaguars going to be a lot worse than New York as well. Like Urban Meyer just alone just doesn't sound winning for me. I don't don't even know how, I don't know how you're going to put a guy who hasn't even coached. When was the last time he was in the NFL? (laughs) So how are you going to put him over Robert Salah, who was just on the 49ers, who was two years ago in the Super Bowl? So, and this is not saying, Obviously, obviously that doesn't translate that he can get the Jets to the Super Bowl this season. That obviously doesn't mean that he can make them a winning team in one season, but I believe that he has a better resume to not have him as the worst team in the NFL. I, I think the Bengals are going to be up there as one of the worst teams. I think the Jaguars are going to be one of the worst teams. I think the Texans are going to suck, dude. Honestly, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans are like, if you had to ask me right now between Texans, Bengals, Broncos, and Jaguars, Lions, I'm yeah, the Lions are going to be a wash. What's what's not? What's actually no? Actually no. You got Jared Goff and and Dan Campbell, but he would be. So if we're doing like wor- one being the absolute worst, five being eh close, but not that close. Lions would be five because I do think Jared Goff, out of everyone else that we're talking about, can hold their own. Uh, next would probably be the Texans under that just because the AFC South is between the Colts, 
and uh, the Titans. I still think that they're more competitive and they can give them those the, the Texans like a losing record. Same thing with the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are going to be absolute trash. I just, I, I, you have, you have questions on whether, uh, Trevor Lawrence is truly committed. And yeah, Urban Myers, first time head coach in the NFL. I'm not buying that. I saw, I saw what Cliff Kingsbury did his first year. I'm going to go along the, that route and say Jaguars are probably the worst. Um, now who is it? Bengals would probably be second. So Jaguars, Bengals. I have Lions, Texans. Who's the middle one? Bron- Broncos would be right in the middle. I don't see them. Uh... Dude, in between those teams, it's so surprising. They have the Eagles, Raiders, and Panthers in between the Broncos, which is crazy to me. What? Yeah, I know. So just like, I, I, I mean, if you, you got your FanDuel app, you're in a legal state, I would get out there. There's some juicy, juicy picks out there. I I would put 100 on the Jaguars and 100 on the on the Broncos, maybe sprinkle 50 on the Lions and 50 on the Texans so you're not mad at yourself because, like, obviously they should have been the worst teams. But Deshaun Watson's playing, man. He's going to win three games. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to win a couple games. Yeah, he's going to win a couple games. But I think with him, with all the allegations of that lawsuit, I still think that's going to weigh on him. I don't. It's going to motivate him go. in, my, in my perspective. I don't think he's going to Zeke Elliott it. I think he's going to Colby it. I mean, it's either, it's either one way or the other. It's either going to be, there's not, I don't see a middle ground with this. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. And I think it's going to be more so on the really bad just because those type of allegations going into a stadium every single day. Yes. He has not been legally charged. Yes. These are just, you know, these are just claims made against him. We don't know how far it is. We, we regardless having 20 plus women come out get against you, you know, for, <laughs> That's got to be weighing on your mind, man. I'm not like that's got to be weighing on your mind. So I don't, I don't know how he's gonna bounce back from that one. I think it's gonna be really tough for him. Okay, okay. So that really, honestly, wraps it up on expectations for the Jets. Kind of with the odds, you know what I mean? Just like. Uh, those are really the interesting odds to me. The worst record, I wouldn't touch the Jets. I would really take, I wouldn't take the over six and a half because that's even odds. I would take the over nine and a half just in case they have a, a nice season like an expert slash ex player like Nate Burleson alluded to. I would take the Jets in the playoffs. I would take Zach Wilson, rookie of the year. As for the Jets mood, we got, you know, Coach Knapp hanging over us and I think that's going to motivate us. We have Zach Wilson news, a little bit of a stench right now, but I think that's going to be resolved. But we have an energy, man. We have an energy around our defense, and it's going to be really up to Zach Wilson to see the energy around the offense. We already saw what the play, what the our best players, Carl Lawson and C.J. Mosley, are doing for the defense and Coach Salah. Now we're going to have to see what Zach Wilson is going to do for the offense. Last question before I let you go, Alex. Is there a specific position battle that you are really interested in in the training camp that you're going to be keeping your eye on that might not be so mainstream? I think the only position, I think the position battles would probably be, I don't see anything on the defense. You know, even though we have young cornerbacks, I think that's, that's pretty set in stone. We didn't address those. We didn't address that position really uh, deep in free agency or through the draft. So I think those are set. The front seven is going to be what it is. Uh, safeties, that's, that's not a question. 
honestly, it's going to be on the offensive side. Mm. It won't be, it won't be O line. It won't be a quarterback. It'll, it's going to be between wide receiver, which I have as two. Number one would be running back. And I think running back, that is kind of mainstream and it mm. isn't at the same time, but just because we don't have really like a high profile name and it's the New York Jets right now, we're not, we're, I know we're trying to develop a running game, but I would say that position by far has the most intrigue because we got Ty Johnson, we got P Ryan, we got, uh, Carter, you know, so Tevin Coleman and, and Tevin Coleman. Thank you. So we got four guys in that backfield. Someone is either potentially getting cut or not, or running with four. I know San Fran likes to, I know they had three or four guys last season that they were just rotating between, uh, Raheem Mozart, uh, Tevin Coleman. Uh, I forget. There's just so many guys. Uh, but I'm expecting the same out of the Jets. And the question for me is who's going to be the starter? It doesn't mean that they're going to get the most touches because if we saw what San Fran did, they're able to use a lot of running backs and still get the most out of all of them, even with the limited touches. Mm-hmm. But still with me is who's going to be the, the alpha and just yeah. be that guy who's going to be in crunch time. Who's going to be that third down back. Who are they going to rely most, even though they're going to have this, this three headed monster two three headed monster. Yeah. So I, I kind of agree with like with the ending there. On your running, on your, you know, competition there, because I think it's going to be running back by committee. And so that's why I'm not that interested in the running back, uh, you know, battle really. I, I am, I am curious to see who's going to get the starting job. I think it's going to be Coleman based on experience. So I'm curious as to how it's actually going to go down. Um, I know that we have Wesco, the tight end, uh, who's going to be a fullback. And so that's going to be kind of messing with their reps too. So I'm, I, it, it's definitely going to be interesting, but it's definitely not the most intriguing for me. The most intriguing for me, I think, is mainstream is going to be the cornerback situation. We have really? Bless Austin, Hall, and Lamar Jackson fighting for spots. We don't have a number one. We have a bunch of number twos and threes, and somebody's going to have to come out on top. And so that one, that one for me is really, uh, is really going to be interesting, uh, to keep an eye on. Do you, do you think? I mean, that's interesting that we kind of, that we kind of just went, you went defense, I went offense and we went two different backfields. But don't you think it's just kind of set that either Bryce Hall, Bless Austin or Omar Jackson is going to get like who, if I had to ask you right now, I feel like it's, I feel like it's set in stone that it's Bryce Hall and Bless Austin personally. I personally feel that it's set in stone like that. Who do you think is going to win that battle? So I don't think it's set in stone, but I think going into training camp, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. With actually, I think going into training camp, technically it's Bless Austin one and Bryce Hall number two, Lamar Jackson three, not in the slot, just like on the out, just speaking on the outside guys. I think mm-hmm. that's probably how it is. I think by the end, it's going to be Bryce Hall on the number ones. And honestly, man, like, I don't know, dude. I- Maybe Bless and Lamar Jackson kind of rotating out, but I kind of like Lamar Jackson a little bit better. Like I'm sorry, I got, I know, I, 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 I've been speed, on the, I know you like, you like the yeah, speed. Yeah, dude. And like, Bless just gets, he gets burned a lot, dude. And he makes tackles sometimes. Like he, he makes good tackles. 
You know what I mean? When he makes the tackles, it's good. But he's also whiffed a bunch. I just like, I almost want to give those guys a chance. But I'm just curious as to how Salah is going to see them. Because he's a defensive coach. He's the guy that knows cornerbacks. He's the guy that makes the most with nothing. He was the guy, you know, in there for the Legion of Boom when they were playing their zone. And so that kind of excites me. Also, just like the lasting note is, I know it's super impossible, and that's why I kind of just always leave it last. And I even haven't mentioned it out loud. But Stephen Gilmore, the cornerback, you know, for the for the New England Patriots. I know the Jets and the Patriots just made one trade recently, and it's impossible, and there's animosity. But we have cash, and they don't want to pay him, and he wants to get off. I mean, somebody like Gilmore would change our world. So, like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Like, you know, what if, you know, what if Salah goes in there? You see, I can't see him bringing a veteran right away. Just something to keep an eye on. Um, so the cornerbacks are really intriguing me. And as always, I know you're going to yell at me, but the kicking situation, dude. Kicking situation always on my mind, as long as I'm a Jets fan, apparently. So we got Chris Nagar, the, the guy we got. I'm, I'm, I'm just watching him. He's, he's, they're talking about him a little bit. So. That's really it, man. That's really it for me. I think we're going to get 10 wins. I think Zach Wilson is going to win Rookie of the Year. I think Denver Broncos or Jaguars are going to have the worst record. And I think we're going to make the playoffs as a wild card. It was coming out hot. You're going out hot. Training camp's here, baby. Green and White's here. We're playing the Eagles 16 times this year. We're, we're, we have a joint practice with a couple joint practices with them. We're playing them in the preseason. We're playing them in the regular season. Like, I don't know, man. It just, it just feels like a, like a weird, like a good weird year. It feels like we're all together. It feels like other teams aren't all together. Like the Bills are fighting with each other about COVID on Twitter. <laughs> like, like that's the team that's supposed to win the division. Like, I don't know, man. It just feels like, and like we're, we're, you know, the same old Jets mess. The third worst odds to, to win the league. Meanwhile, other team, other, Experts are predicting us to win 10 games. Like, nobody has any clue what's about to happen with this team. And so I'm really excited about it. Yeah, Cole Beasley, uh, really, uh. Doing out a limb over there, buddy. Just shut your mouth. Everyone just shut up. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Everything, everyone's too much, dude. Yeah, everyone's putting their whole, uh, personal life out there on the line at this point. Stuff. All right. Uh, we don't have to go down that road. We won't go down that road. Yeah, it's just too much, man. It's just too much. Like, but I like, I like it. I'm not that, I'm not last season. I remember when we did this. I think you had the team going nine and seven and I went seven and nine. We got to come back with doing our way too early predictions for the season. Um, start that off, uh, next that, week. That chart. Gotta get that. Our quarterback has to come in, bro. <laughs> Poor guys to come to work first. Okay. Okay. Still, it's, it's called the way too early predictions for a reason, John. <laughs> facts. Facts. So we got to do our, we got to start next week with our way too early predictions, go down, uh, quarter by quarter uh, of the season and yeah. an extra game, maybe 17. Yeah. No, the, that could be the bonus for uh, the last quarter or we could say that for that. No, we'll just do it. I was thinking about we could just do that game by itself as a single, but that would just be too weird. Um, Breaking news: Xavier Howard, Dolphins cornerback, requests a trade. I'm just saying, man. There's some cornerbacks available. I know they're in the division. I know it's not likely. I'm just saying they're available. We have the cash. NFL is about salary cap. That's all I'm saying. What are you trading for him? I don't know. A second round pick next year. Sounds okay. great. To, sounds great to everyone. You know, what I mean, everyone's happy. 
We still have to pay him. He needs yeah. a contract. That's the issue. You know what I mean? We're not going to Jamal Adams ourselves. We've been on the other side. It's very true. Very, very true. But yeah, once again, you know, I still think, I think this team, I know you got 10 wins. I know we got a worse record. I think we're definitely going to win more games than we did last season, obviously. That's, that's, that's easy. I that's mean, easy. If said not, that. dude, if not, like you, you need to call a mental health professional for me. <laughs> John will be, John will be in a hospital, uh, if we have anything close to last I'm literally season. going to be at the psych ward if we have less than <laughs> the ones we had next year. I'm not even like, I'm not even joking. Oh, man. Gotta get John a life ward over here just to make sure this guy's okay. <laughs> But yeah, I, I could see this team getting eight or nine wins this season. I could see that. I could see that. I'm not going to be as bullish as you as like wild card, all of that, 10 wins. I feel like that's a lot in one season, and especially asking out of a rookie quarterback, but I could definitely see more wins and just keeping it, keeping it close. Uh, I like what, I like what I'm hearing. Let's see. Let's see. The paper looks good. I like what I'm hearing. Let's see it translate to the field. I got that, but. It will be a good season, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's rookie of the year, Zach Wilson, to you, Alex. Okay, that one I can actually get behind. I can Yo, get behind that. crazy odds over there, bro. Get I, can, I, I, I can get behind rookie of the year, Zach Wilson. I, I can legitimately get behind that because I think they're going to win that many games. And I think they're going to look at that. And usually, when you get a lot of wins, an translates. That's also an improvement. Like it matters mm-hmm. that we sucked last year. Yeah, for sure. And if you're winning a lot of games, that means you also have a really good quarterback or a good game manager, at least, at least, especially, but if it's a rookie and you get that many wins, it's, it feels like a shoe in. And, yeah. uh, and I'm going to, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say, I'm going to end this podcast on this. Thank you for staying on. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, like. Please leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify Podcasts, Anchor. The whole thing, man. It really means a lot to us. Leave us a voicemail. We'll get to you. Interact with us on Twitter. Catch Alex on Knicks Fan TV Twitter. Uh, catch him on their YouTube. And just hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. But I'm going to leave you on this last thing, Alex. Forget Carl Lawson jerseys. Forget your Elijah Moore jerseys. The only jersey you need in your life is Braden Man. Tell me I'm wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> you are not the best. He was, you, look, you called it last season. He was, you said he would be the best player on our team. And he, I think he still might far be. Was. I think he still might be, but I'll, I'll all right. You can't have Zach Wilson winning rookie of the year and then Braden Mann being the, <laughs> come on now. Come on now. All right. Now we'll that's, see. now that's ridiculous. We'll I'll do, I, I'll do the outro, but I, John did it for me. He told you, you know where to hit us all up. Uh, appreciate the shout out, John, and you know what to do. Make sure to connect with us on all social media platforms. Make sure to hit us up, uh, whether Twitter, wherever, Facebook, whatever. We'll, 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 we'll talk to you guys. We'll talk sports. We love talking sports. That's what we do. And make sure, please, as John's pointed out, please subscribe. Please leave a comment, rate. It helps us out more than you know. Uh, and if, if you have any comments on what we could do to be better, please. We always like suggestions. Always do. And we appreciate everyone for listening as always because look, this is fun for us. We, we love coming on here. We love talking sports. We love talking Knicks, Jets, or Yankees. We love talking hip-hop. We love talking about a lot of things. And to know that we have a community out there that's, that's listening to us and that enjoys us, uh, it, it's 
uh, it's it's heartwarming. It really is. So thank you all for, for really for really supporting us. It really means a lot. And on that note, hundred first episode, baby. We're hundred and one, one hundred one. Not a Dalma- <laughs> not a Dalmatian. We're over the hump, baby. Let's go. But we did it. We did it. It's about to be. It's about to be the anniversary. I'm but excited for this again. new jet season, baby. Let's go. And hey, we got the Knicks draft right now. We got we got new beginnings right now. Let's go, Jets, dude. Let's go. There we go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.